The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Do you ever just feel like you're getting in your own way when it comes to success, growing your business, growing your blog, doing a launch? Do you find yourself doing things that block you from success in a way? If so, it is definitely time to learn how to change those self-sabotaging habits. Many of us are struggling with this thing called self-sabotage, especially entrepreneurs. You see, self-sabotage is a bit like constantly slipping on the same banana peel that we ourselves deliberately put there. I think a lot of us are guilty of it. I sure am. And if this sounds like you too, then you're going to want to stick around and listen to this episode because we're going to share some tips for how you can change those self-sabotaging habits that are blocking you from your success so that you can start winning. You're listening to the Her Paper Root Podcast, a show all about money and entrepreneurship with host Chelsea Clark. Chelsea is a marketing strategist and the founder of HerPaperRoot.com, a friendly and supportive hive for ambitious, passionate entrepreneurs like you to learn how to growth hack your idea into a profitable business. We encourage you to fearlessly tackle your wildest goals. We know that as your own boss, you can deliver your unique message and make more paper. You just need a plan. Here's your host, Chelsea Clark. Hey, welcome everybody to the Her Paper Root Podcast. Today we're talking about self-sabotage. It is like when we become our own biggest obstacle, literally stopping ourselves from reaching our goals or unlocking our true potential. It's those moments of procrastination, self-doubt, negative thinking, and irrational decisions. It can also be physical, like when we comfort eat or skip meals, fall into substance abuse, or you guessed it, procrastinate more. (laughs) Sometimes we don't even realize that we're doing it, but trust me, these self-defeating behaviors can seriously impact our lives. And that's why it's so important to recognize the signs of self-sabotage and tackle them head on. Think about it. How many times have we done things or avoided things that slow us down or stop us from hitting those life goals that we're really trying to achieve? Take me, for instance, a decade ago, I was practically a master of the art of self-sabotage. I was dealing with procrastination, negative self-talk, imposter syndrome, anxiety, paired with self-doubt. If you are building a business, you have most likely struggled with one or a few of these issues at some point. I certainly did. Until one day I looked in the mirror and I said, enough, you deserve better. Because here's the hard truth. You need to be kind to yourself. We all stumble, we all fall, and guess what? is totally okay. Each trip is simply another chance to learn and do better next time. So if you feel any of these following things sneaking into your life, then you probably have a little bit of self-sabotage working behind the scenes that we can break down today. 
So what that can look like if we're talking about procrastination, that's like when you put off that report or that blog post that you're supposed to have a deadline for until the 11th hour or you sign up for the gym but you never actually go. That's procrastination. Self-doubt, however, that's like we just don't believe in ourselves. And I think we've all been there at some point wondering if we're enough or if we can actually pull it off. Then there's the fear of failure or the fear of success because they're both very real things. The thing about standing on the edge of something great is that it can be really scary whether we are afraid that we might fall and fail or afraid that we might actually fly and succeed. The feeling, unfortunately, is very similar. And then there's perfectionism. That's when we're like, if it's not perfect, it's not worth doing or not worth publishing or not worth launching, right? Wrong. (laughs) But more on that later. It also looks like overeating or undereating. Just remember that food is fuel, but sometimes we use it as a comfort blanket or a means of control. So we always need to keep an eye on what we're eating in a day too, because self-sabotage can work its way into our meals as well. So how do we kick these self-sabotage habits to the curb? Well, first we start here. We need to identify your triggers. So start keeping a journal. Note down what triggers you to self-sabotage. This helped me understand why I was doing what I was doing, and it really might do the same for you. Next, I would really recommend that you start practicing mindfulness. Being aware of your thoughts, be aware of your actions. There's something just so powerful about just noticing without judging. And it's very important, I think, to mention here too, that your thoughts are literally not your own. You can choose to think whatever you want. So if you start thinking something negative, you can literally just say, nope, that's not my thought and shut it down and start thinking something else. Next you're going to want to create a plan. And that's what we're all about here at Her Paper Route. We help you create the plan to reach the destination of your goal. So when you can spot a pattern that you don't like, make a plan to bust it. If you're a procrastinator, set concrete deadlines and accountability really is key here. And seek support. Like, don't do this alone. If you're really struggling, talk to friends, family, or a virtual therapist. It's always easier when you have a cheerleading squad behind you. But most importantly, be patient with yourself. Change really takes time, so don't rush this. Rome was not built in a day. Getting a grip on self-sabotage and putting these steps into action can set you on the path to really reaching your goals. So to help you with this, I have created a seven-day glow-up challenge that walks you through a self-improvement journey toward improving your mindset, motivation, good luck, and success. I would love for you to come and join the virtual event. Just go to herpaperroot.com slash glow, that's G-L-O-W, and you can join it for free. You'll get a daily motivational moment video from me to keep you focused on your goals and you'll get access to our and you'll get access to our community where you can hang out with other creators who are glowing up alongside you. Okay, so now let's talk about how we can break free from the self-sabotage cycle and step into healthier habits. We first need to figure out what those self-sabotaging behaviors really look like for you in your life so we can really figure it out for you. Now, 
talking about procrastination, as I say, like we've all been there. As someone personally whose job is to show up and host a community and deliver content all the time, sometimes Okay, a lot of the time that in itself can feel really stressful, even though I love doing it, I will still put things off until the last moment. If I have my inbox full of emails, I will like wait several days until I even open them. It's possibly part of my ADHD. It's a little bit stress. It's a little bit procrastination and it's a whole lot self-sabotage. So just want you to know that I'm right there with you and it's something that I'm working on too. But I was certainly in a much worse procrastination cycle a decade ago. And I really did find some healthy tools to work through that, which I'm going to share with you here. So just know that if you do keep pushing tasks down on your to-do list or (laughs) your to-don't list that never happens, or you delay starting something because you're just feeling a bit too anxious or doubtful. I mean, if that rings a bell, you might be a fellow procrastinator. Welcome to the club. So let's keep an eye out for those triggers. And then there's perfectionism. And it sounds great in theory, like who wouldn't want to be perfect, right? (laughs) But perfectionism can be a sneaky form of self-sabotage. Have you ever found yourself constantly nitpicking or feeling like you just don't measure up no matter how hard you try? I really used to obsess over every little detail until I realized that it was really holding me back. And something that has really helped me in business was to just jump in and start doing something immediately when I have an idea instead of getting stuck in a research cycle or like customer research cycle or wondering if people will like it or doing anything like that, like literally just jumping in and starting to create and then figuring out those details later after it's launched. I know that sounds really scary to uh, the perfectionists here listening. If you feel like triggered and terrified by what I just said about just jumping in and doing something before it's quote unquote ready, I'm going to challenge you to try to do that with something this week, big or small, something going on in your life. Just put it out there. It's going to feel crazy and scary, but it's going to really help you to get over that hump of perfection. And we all love that quote about perfectionism, which is done is better than perfect. And it really is so true. Now let's talk about the fear of failure. If you have ever avoided a task or challenge because you're worried about making a mistake or not meeting expectations, whether those expectations are real or imagined, this part is for you. I once turned down a great opportunity because I was scared that I would mess it up. When I first started my business, I felt very confident about putting out blog posts, but I wasn't confident speaking on other people's podcasts yet or showing up for live events. That absolutely terrified me and someone invited me to be on their podcast and I was so terrified. First, I ignored the email for as long as I could. I wanted to do it because it seemed like such a great opportunity, but I was just so scared. And I actually turned that opportunity down, which is something that I'm sharing with you because it's not something I'm proud of. And a few months later, I was invited to be on someone else's podcast. And again, this time, just like the last, I was so terrified of it. I was terrified of showing up and failing, messing up my words, saying something stupid, same fears I had about the other podcast, but this time I just took a deep breath and I said, okay, I'll do it. Thank you. I mean, thank you for the opportunity. I'm terrified, but yeah, okay. 
And then, of course, the day of the podcast, uh, in my head, I'm running through a million different ideas of how I could decline and say something came up. I'm sick. I can't do it. Emergency. But it was just that fear of failure going on inside. And I had to push that down. And I went and I was on the podcast and it ended up being a lot of fun. Yes, I stumbled over some words. Yes, I said some things that were kind of stupid. (laughs) And you know what? It was fine. Nothing bad happened. It inspired me to get better at public speaking, better at doing live webinars, live podcasts, showing up on virtual summits, collaborating with other creators, and I ended up getting much better at it. And even now, I still stumble on my words sometimes. I still say, I know that I'm going to say something stupid from time to time, and I'm okay with it. A really good exercise that helps with this kind of issue is if you're scared of something, ask yourself, why? Let's use my public speaking fear as an example. I said, I'm scared to be on a live podcast. So I asked myself, well, why? And I think, well, I don't want to look stupid. Okay, well, why? What then? Well, then people might think I'm not as professional as I want to appear, as I believe that I could be. What's wrong with that? What then? Well, then, I don't know. I guess it's not that big of a deal. So ask yourself why or what then? And really break it down and keep going until you get to the place, one, the root of the problem that you can work on, and two, the realization that nothing bad is really going to happen. It's a learning experience. You'll be fine. You'll live. Remember that it is okay to make mistakes. They're stepping stones, not stumbling blocks. On the other side of the fear of failure is the fear of success. Interestingly enough, sometimes we're not scared of failing, but we're scared of succeeding because the fear of success is also part of the self-sabotage family. You may find yourself dodging opportunities or resisting progress because you're worried about the responsibility or the fame that comes with success. Instead, try to focus on the potential growth and fulfillment that comes with it. You're already taking big steps toward personal growth and success by identifying these common self-sabotaging behaviors and understanding why they happen, so you're on the right track. Side note, if you struggle with the fear of success and or failure, you may have abundance blocks. There's a good chance that you don't feel worthy of success, which is totally not true. If that's you, I would recommend that you take an energy clearing class to learn how to clear your abundance blocks. I will put a link in the show notes to a free energy clearing class that you can check out. What causes self-sabotaging behavior? You may be scratching your head thinking, why on earth am I acting like my worst enemy? Well, self-sabotage has diverse origins and peeling back these layers can be the key to tackling it head on. First things first, our childhoods can silently shape self-sabotaging tendencies. Certain events or patterns from your early years could have laid down some stubborn habits that you need to work through now. For example, if you grew up with a constant cloud of criticism, then it'll be no surprise that you might harbor self-doubt and you know this could be tripping you up in your personal and professional life now. And then there's the critical factor of mental health. Mood monsters like anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, this, these things can prod you towards behaviors that end up being self-defeating. 
We're talking about procrastination, self-criticism, or sidestepping challenges that could be stepping stones to growth that you're trying to avoid here. And truthfully, sometimes we act out in ways that seem out of character, leaving us being like, what? Why did I do that? Unknowingly, we might lean on certain harmless coping mechanisms that can stealthily block our way forward. For instance, reaching for that tub of ice cream or glass of wine after a rough day, that might provide momentary solace but result in long-term health consequences. If you find yourself doing it every single day, then there might be a problem there. In relationships, self-sabotage can take root from a fear of vulnerability or the dread of abandonment. It's as if we build walls, push away potential partners, or spark unnecessary fights to shield ourselves from emotional distress. But then we end up causing emotional distress for ourselves and for others anyway. Or we might think that we don't deserve love and happiness, leading us to just torpedo our relationships or our client relationships. Failure and believe it or not, success can also fuel self-sabotaging behavior because if you are afraid of falling flat on your face, you might actually set yourself up for failure by not trying hard enough or by quitting too soon. And all in all, self-sabotage can sprout from different factors, including your childhood experiences, mental health, relationship fears, subconscious beliefs, and that pesky voice of imposter syndrome. To learn more about imposter syndrome, go a couple episodes back to season one where I interviewed Ash Amberger. She is the hilarious author of The Middle Finger Project book. In that episode, she delivers a step-by-step guide for how you can crush those imposter syndrome walls. Highly recommend it. But don't leave yet because we still have a lot of things to dig into in this episode. Because now I wanna talk about practical ways that we can actually change those self-sabotaging habits. The first thing we need to do is we need to combat that negative self-talk. Because if you ever catch yourself having a conversation with, well, yourself, I mean, we all do it. I talk in my head all the time. But if that little voice in your head isn't exactly cheering you on, and if it's actually a negative voice trying to bring you down, We need to combat that. That's called negative self-talk and we got to get that voice out of there. Because first up, awareness is key. Start to really listen to that internal chatter. What are you saying to yourself when you're stressed, nervous, or facing a new challenge? You might be surprised at how critical that voice can be. I know I was. So here's a trick. Write down what that voice is saying. I know it sounds silly, but it really helps. Seeing those things on paper makes it easier to challenge and more importantly, change them. The key here is we don't just write down those negative things and then leave it on the paper. We have to have one column where we're writing out those negative things and then another column beside it where we reverse what it's saying and we put it on a positive. So you have to end this exercise with having a new positive list of things to say. Because as I've mentioned before, anything that you write down on paper, you are manifesting to become real. So we don't ever wanna just leave you with a piece of paper saying a bunch of negative things about yourself and your world because we don't wanna attract that into your reality. We don't want to attract those type of things, low energy things into your life. We gotta flip it to the positive. So make sure there's a column on your piece of paper where you write all the positive things and you flip all those negative things up on their head and you write something positive about yourself instead and really reread and believe the positive side. Um, But don't just take my word for it, go give it a try. Now let's chat about your inner critic because we've all got one 
and we need to manage it. So as we're talking about that little voice that loves to point out every flaw, every mistake, every could have, should have, would have, you know, the one that's like, oh, I should have done my makeup better for that video call. Oh, I should have included something that would have made my presentation sound better. Oh, I should have X, Y, Z. My advice for you is to stop shooting all over yourself because your inner critic is not the boss of you. Self-doubt is a natural part of being human. We all feel it sometimes, but the key is to not let that critic run the show. We need to manage that inner critic. So how do you do that? Well, we start by acknowledging its presence. Say, I hear you, but I'm not buying what you're selling today. This helps you separate your true self from that negative voice. It's like putting a little distance between you and that harsh critic. We all have our inner critics and we all deal with negative self-talk. It's not always easy, but by becoming more aware of our thoughts and focusing on the positive, we can make huge strides in overcoming self-sabotage. And like I said a few minutes ago, your thoughts are not your own and you can choose to think anything you want. So you may as well think the positive stuff. Another thing that can really help with managing self-sabotage is practicing mindfulness. It's a valuable coping mechanism for overcoming self-sabotage triggers like this. So if you can become more in tune with your thoughts and emotions, this can really help you cultivate non-judgmental awareness. Techniques such as meditation, deep breathing, or yoga can assist you in centering your thoughts and staying present in the moment. Next, so important is gratitude. Focusing on things that you are grateful for can lead to more positive thinking and less self-sabotage. So start by keeping a gratitude journal to record what you're thankful for every single day. This practice can shift your mindset from constantly being negative and can really help you develop an outlook that fosters personal growth. When things go sideways, instead of beating yourself up, wrap yourself in kindness. Do you know that warm, supportive friend who always knows just what to say when you're feeling down? The one who reminds you of your worth even when you've stumbled? Well, guess what? You can be that friend for yourself. You do it for your bestie, right? So why not for yourself? I get it. It's easier said than done, but trust me, it really is crucial. Self-compassion doesn't just feel good. It can really help you work against self-sabotage. Next time you fumble, instead of kicking yourself, try lending a supportive hand. Pat yourself on the back and remind yourself, hey, I'm human. Humans mess up sometimes and it's all good. A little kindness can help keep that motivation fire burning, even on rainy days. And remember that there's this weird belief that failure is the enemy of success, which is so not true. Because in reality, failure is part of the journey to success. Instead of fearing it, try seeing failure as your own personal life coach. It's here for you to help you grow and shape you into the resilient person that you are becoming. Remember that time that you fell off your bike as a kid? You probably skinned your knee and maybe even cried a little. But eventually you got back on and continued riding your bike. And riding a bike is like second nature now. But life is just like that. You fall, you learn, and you get back up. Embracing failure is not about being okay with messing up all the time. It's about using it as a stepping stone towards your success. You're okay with failing because you know it's helping you get to the next place that you need to get to. The moment that you start seeing failure as an opportunity to learn and grow, you reduce the need to self-sabotage because you're fostering a healthier, stronger mindset. 
Okay, now let's talk about how we can actually break all of this stuff down and get rid of these destructive habits that are coming up for you. So the little voice in your head that says it's either perfection or failure, no middle ground, that's like black and white mindset. And we want to bust that. Like we, we don't want that. That's not helpful. That all or nothing thinking is just not going to help you move forward. This kind of mindset can trap you in a cycle of self-sabotage like a hamster on a wheel. But guess what? You can hop off anytime you choose. You are in control. So start by embracing a more flexible mindset that allows for growth, learning, and the occasional hiccup. Reframe your thoughts and recognize that often there is a middle ground. It's not about winning or losing. It's about learning and growing. So instead of labeling yourself a failure, ask, what can I learn from this? Swap out I'll never reach my goal with what small step can I take towards my goal today? And a big one is facing those fears. We all have fears. They are the monsters hiding under our beds, the ghosts in our closets. But just like in those old horror movies, the monsters are never as scary once you shine a light on them. Fear can push you into self-sabotage mode, holding you back like a giant invisible monster. But here's the challenge. Face those fears head on. Jot down what you're scared of and why and challenge them, interrogate them. Ask them why it's bad. You might find out that that monster is more like a mouse. Take action against your fears in small, manageable ways and keep tabs on your progress. Baby steps are still steps forward, remember? And know that you need to take care of yourself. Like the art of self-care is a real thing. If you want to stop self-sabotage in its tracks, self-care needs to be on your to-do list. Caring for yourself is not selfish. It is essential. Just like watering a plant, self-care is all about balance. Yes, it can be about eating your greens and getting enough sleep, but it's also about dancing in the kitchen while cooking dinner, indulging in your favorite book, or spending a lazy Sunday afternoon watching reruns of your favorite show, taking that time for yourself. Here are some self-care habits to consider. Ensure that you're getting enough sleep, nourish your body with well-balanced whole foods, move your body in ways that you enjoy every day, take time out for activities that help you relax and recharge, make time for the things you love, whether it's a hobby, a good book, or just watching the sunset and spending time with your loved ones, your family, and that includes your animals, of course. That's very important. Being around animals will always, always, always cheer me up, no matter what. And you need to think about drawing your personal do not cross lines, like setting your healthy boundaries. It's like putting up a fence around your mind garden. They they may help you maintain a senior disposition and keep you on track towards your goals while warding off the weeds of self-sabotage. Setting these boundaries doesn't mean that you're shutting people out. Actually, far from it. It's more like giving a map to others that says, here's how far you can go without stepping on my tulips. How do we establish those kind of invisible fences? Here's some key pointers. Don't shy away from communicating your limits. Be clear about what's okay and what is not. That is the key. Respect goes both ways. So respect others' boundaries just as you'd want them to respect yours. Make self-care a priority. It's not just about spa days and bubble baths, although those are nice too. It's about saying no when you need to as well. Surround yourself with people who lift you up, not bring you down. And remember to pat yourself on the back. Every step you take towards overcoming self-sabotage is worth celebrating. So getting out of self-destructive habits is a journey, not a sprint. It will take time, self-reflection, and a few stumbles along the way. 
but with each step, you're getting closer to creating lasting change and reaching your big goals. So really take a minute and think about what's really keeping you stuck. When we hit pause and take a deep dive into what's holding us back, that's when we can start breaking down those obstacles in our path. The first step might be taking a little walk down memory lane. Question those beliefs about what you think you can and you can't do and challenge those thoughts that are boxing you in. Once you've got that map of your habits in front of you, that's when the magic begins. It's time to set the stage for a whole new you. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you need to overhaul everything overnight. It's all about the little shifts that really matter. So start by being kind to yourself. Make a commitment to stick with this journey of growth. Following these steps can create waves of change. I'm talking about a serious ripple effect that boosts your ability to hit those goals and live a more fulfilling life. Remember, everyone's progress is unique and patience with yourself is key in this journey. Celebrate even the tiniest steps forward. They all add up to create meaningful, long-lasting change. So in a nutshell, reshaping those self-sabotage habits is crucial for a happier, more fulfilling life and the success of your business. By recognizing your patterns, embracing self-improvement, and showing yourself some kindness, that's important. You're setting the stage for change that sticks, leading you to the success that you truly deserve. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And remember, I'm hosting the Glow Up Challenge. It is on now. Come and join at herpaperroot.com glow. You can get access to the virtual event for free. Thanks for tuning in to the Her Paper Root podcast. We hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, please say so by leaving us a review and be sure to share this episode with your friends. For more entrepreneurship resources and to connect with Chelsea, swing by herpaperroot.com. Now go make something. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.